Well, it's our first episode in a while. Yep. Are we gonna reveal why? Do you, I mean, we just, are we gonna address why it's been so long, or are we just no. gonna pretend like it didn't What's happen? What's the last episode we did? How long? Black, Black Swan. Swan. Then you got but COVID. I, well, I haven't released the Black Swan. <laughs> oh, smart. I was like, yeah, I'll just wait till we continue. Because we knew we had a little <laughs> bit. Moment. Wow, I thought we released it. Shows you how much I came up with our podcast. <laughs> okay, so then we don't have to address it. So bleep all that out or cut it or. I definitely didn't get the novel coronavirus. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Oh. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> i was like i thought you did <laughs> yeah i did but i didn't and know if you I wanted to, to share that fun i don't care <laughs> it's eh. the internet yeah you did go to la for fun though i did and you that one that was shared but that was after it was not, like during <laughs> yeah, no, no 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 yeah, did not happen at the same time no 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 uh, i did i made sure i tested negative before i went very good very kind to dorian <laughs> yeah so big this actually let's get this out let's, get, let's, get let's this just out. go ahead i saw so i i went to la to visit friend of the pod quinn wright um who is my best friend and uh we went and saw on one of the days we saw dorian electra perform at the Outlab music festival and it changed my life we got front row it's my first time I've ever been front row at a concert. Really? Yeah. I didn't know oh. that. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I guess you know what? I've only ever been like second row. I've never made it front row. Yeah. That is a rare thing. That's a rare treat. <laughs> it, was really, it was really good. They were so good. They're so, I just, I'm back in it. I'm back in the depths. Um, but they played, they played a lot of hits. Um, somebody kept taking my picture when they were playing Edgelord. <laughs> I don't know why that song in particular um but yeah it was fantastic it was such a good show um they're perfect it was a, they're so good live it was so much fun i like couldn't talk really well the next day because i was screaming and molly's still riding that high i literally am i li- and i also can't post the concert videos i took because you can hear me ugly singing in the background <laughs> of every single one it's always sad when that happens I'd, i it, it captures my joy though so like yeah. it, it's nice to have but i don't want to put for that you on. but nobody it's else for, yeah it's yeah. for me but nobody else um yeah it was incredible <laughs> i think that might be the best concert experience i've ever had nice very, it was very so nice. cool and the people around us were really cool yeah um that can make or break it they're just so good looking <laughs> they're so hot i have a, i have a tad bit of a celebrity crush just a little bit a little bit speaking of celebrity crush <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can get started, I guess. That's a good, That's a good, uh, good segue. segue in. Oh, um, another thing we did when we were out there, we went to the Mystic Museum and they had like oh, yeah, yeah. all these sets. That's and, so uh, cool. The sets were supposed to look like different horror movies and it was okay. Whoop. But the Scream one was pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah, had. yeah. I forgot that you guys uh, saw that. Sorry if I just caused a lot of noise. I knocked my mic over. But um, That's so what cool. What museum is that? It was called the Mystic Museum and something that they had there, they had like a 90s slasher exhibit where they like recreated the sets for like seven or so 90s horror that's movies. so cool right nice, yeah and it was it was Stu's house right they had that they had Stu's house like the living room with the tv and you could like awesome. see yourself on the tv and Hell then they yeah. also had the kitchen from the opening that's so cool that's that's so freaking cool much like this film recreated right. that was yeah great segue what could we possibly have watched a well, better refill mr franklin's glass will you 
Welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. Uh, my name is Harish. I'm Sam. And I'm Molly. And we're the Tipsy Terror crew. <laughs> the Tipsy Terror crew. I don't like I don't that. If we, today we watch Scream, parentheses well, 2022. It should have been called scream with a five is one of those it well they already did that with scream five four. cream five cream five cream so it's yeah well i oh no i <laughs> what i said me at the dorian electric no you're right bleep that no that's my new bit i, I can't I, that's like about the third time i've said uh, it i'm sure i'm really trying to workshop it <laughs> Um, well, so our theme is supposed to be woman moment. I can tell you why this is a woman moment. Okay. First, well, first of all, spoiler alert, we're oh, going to yeah. spoil the movie. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, I would recommend watching this before getting it spoiled. Any kind of slasher type of thing like this. Don't spoil it. It's more fun when you don't. Especially, yeah, like, uh, where it's self-described as a whodunit yeah. like, movie. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to spoil that for yourself. It's it, the reveal's pretty good. Yeah, well, like I mean, well, I have I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> I actually hold on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll get when we cr- when we get the yeah when we get there. We'll talk about it later. But anyways, this um, is this is a woman moment because yeah. um, taking true crime obsession to the extreme is a woman moment, and then toxic <laughs> fan obsession is a woman moment, and also. Falling in love with Jack Quaid is a woman moment. <laughs> so those are three reasons this film is a woman moment. That is the woman moment. <laughs> well, personally, I think all of those things are not gender neutral. So no, nope. a gender neutral moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, think about true crime obsession people. Yeah, What's the stereotype? Yeah. they're women. <laughs> Yeah, like Gail Weathers. Yeah. Like Gail Weathers. <laughs> I want to say something so bad. Are you trying to be? Okay, I'm, I'll are cut. You, are you I'll doing a women be shopping t- thing? But worse, do it. I, I can't think of the third thing. I just want to say something ironically misogynistic, and I can't. Okay. Do you want to tell us? No. <laughs> no, the thing is, it's not that I'm like embarrassed to say it or like I'm worried I'm going to offend someone. I truly can't think of anything. Oh, okay. Well, it'll come yeah. to you. When it comes to you, let it <laughs> I'd love to hear it. <laughs> um, I lost my touch, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're feminist now. <laughs> oh, no. We've lost another one. I mean, the entire Scream series, I guess, is a woman moment, even yeah. though we've been like treating this as. I don't know. What was the last one? Black Swan. Yeah, Black Swan's a woman moment. I, I it's woman interesting. Uh, all, all women our, moments are caused by man moments. Even well, though actually this is a woman moment. Even deeper than that, um, every man moment is a man like acting out and doing something. 
uh, outside of society and every woman moment is a woman being traumatized <laughs> yeah from man moments <laughs> even the woman moment traumatizing the other woman in this is because of a man moment is his response oh yeah. my god it's like that astronaut meme it's like it was a man moment <laughs> all along always was <laughs> <laughs> so the woman moments or man moments always work. <laughs> oh no. So yeah. Anyway, that's our flimsy reason for using this doing this. Um but yeah, we we've like covered the Scream series in the past and we wanted to finish it up. Yep, new one came out, so it was time. And so this was mine and Harisha's um, second time seeing this. We yeah. saw it opening night because I couldn't help myself. And this is Molly's first time watching it. So we got to watch live reaction as certain things unfolded. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, I don't know. It was, it was a good movie. I wish I'd seen this in theaters. I don't. It was out and I was like, oh, I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, I'll go. Oh, I'll go. And then I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> so I didn't get to see it live in theaters, unfortunately. It was fun to see it in theaters. But, like, it's, to me, I wouldn't call it, like, a necessary film to watch mm-hmm. on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, any horror is going to be so much more fun on the big screen because yeah. you get, like, good sound and, like, you're just more responsive to it. But, like, I don't think you missed out on anything in particular. I missed out on seeing a screen movie in theaters. There yeah. There's another one, right? Oh, yeah, but there's some drama. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's she's not going to be in them because they undersold her role. Um, drama, which in yeah. this one, they did. They already did that once in this one. Yeah. She is not really essential to this film. It sucks. And it right. like that's like a, one of my things is like, well, I think maybe they didn't know if they were going to get her. And then they like they like added her in when yeah. they knew. Because, like, really, she you could have not had her in there and yeah. it would have been the same. If her and her and Gail, like, Dewey was pretty, it was kind of integrated, but like, her and Gail, if you would have cut their scenes out or like cut them yeah. out, like, yeah. it would have meant nothing. Like, even the end, like, Sydney's presence and Gail's presence is almost meaningless. Right. Moment. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Um, but all that to say, I think this movie has some good highs and some low lows. I like agree. I think that there's some positives, yeah. and I also appreciate this movie in the ironic sense that I think they were going for. But like I also can recognize that it's not that great. Yeah. I appreciate it in an ironic sense, which I don't know if they were going for. Really, I think they were. I don't know. I think that the badness is on purpose because they're trying to teach people a lesson, but that lesson is undermined by the fact that they're making a sixth one <laughs> and there's already drama going on with it. You I know what I mean? For me, this is like one of those like unintentionally good. Okay. In the, in the sense that like, I don't really like it, but like, because it's a, a scream movie and it's like about, being a movie yeah i appreciate it in like the meta sense yeah I and like, i think they did that on purpose i, I don't i don't think so because this movie is like it takes itself very seriously i don't know if it does i don't know <sighs> that whole sister drama is in there and it's 
do the, we need the, it? No, the sister drama, yeah, that takes itself seriously. But I don't think the killer's motivation, when they're talking about their motivation, yeah. I think the writing is purposely stupid and corny because they're trying to be like, this is what you fans sound like when you talk about our movies. Like, you sound fucking stupid and corny. Like, I think that they're... Which, insulting no, your fan so base is not strategically good, in my opinion. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, the stuff that I don't like in the movie, like, oh. leading up to it. Like throughout the movie before the reveal happens where like i i also don't like the toxic <laughs> film fan bullshit of the reveal but like even what when i was first watching this movie uh like watching it like there was stuff i didn't like about it and knowing the ending and knowing this is supposed to be fan fiction mm -hmm. it works in the sense that like i don't like it because i don't like the people who are writing it yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. So, so it works in that way, but it's not like, it, it doesn't work like in the way, you know, I, I don't like, like the, the writing, you know? <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's a very conflicting film. <laughs> what do you think, Molly? Um, I'm going to be honest. This maybe didn't land that hard for me. Yeah. I thought it was okay. Um, and I like it cause I like the screen franchise and I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's fun. Who done it? But I didn't really connect too well with like a majority of the characters. Right. Yeah. I yeah. They're not. They were very well developed. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And then um, by the time they get to the whole like rub of it, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like I yeah. Get, sure. Yeah. I just like I, I. It was one of those things. I don't know if they should have made a, another remake. Yeah. It kind of didn't really build enough on the original. They did some cool things. But it didn't like improve upon like the original franchise as much in a way that I felt like one relatable and two that kind of honored new horror traditions. They could have gone really cool with it. I'll say this is like where I feel like they missed the mark for me the most. And they had it kind of set up in the beginning that Tara, the one of the main girls, mm -hmm. she's a fan of this kind of new wave of horror where yeah. it's like cerebral and like ele it's, elevated, they call it elevated horror, horror which yeah. I don't really like that term it's a stupid but term yeah so i feel like if they had tried to lean into the tropes of that a little bit more right instead of making a commentary on things that scream fans are already aware of like yes. meta and slasher if they had tried to lean into tropes of like quote elevated horror that would have been a better movie right and i'm, I'm a little i wish they had kind of gone in that direction but what you gonna do i agree um i think what this is trying to do it's 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 parroting like the Halloween yeah. franchise. That, I was about to say the, I agree with that sentiment, but like the existence of this movie kind of writes itself to have to parody right. franchise Halloween, films, um, which are and, going in a very bad direction. Uh, even Star Wars, it's it's yeah. Last Jedi openly referenced in this, um, but it's yeah, and even like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, the oh, new one happened afterwards, but same right. same exact point, same exact. Uh, it's the same type of framework thing. and so like this like is predicting the trips even before so so i like it as a parody of that kind of thing but i think it would have worked better if it was doing like a parody of maybe, elevated horror maybe if it, it could still do that kind of parody but still just like incorporate yeah. better things i agree yeah yeah but that goes <sighs> to my point is like i can appreciate that they i think that they purposely made a corny movie like you said mm -hmm. that 
so like if they're criticizing like what it would what it would be like for a fandom for fandom to write a movie like they are saying like this is what you would be handed and it's like yeah that's funny but at the end of the day you still made a bad movie you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean yeah. so it's like as funny and ironic as you want to be with it which i th- i think that they were intentional and i can appreciate that because it's meta and it's fun which is what scream does but it's like it's still bad (laughs) like like there's still so many elements to it that i can't stand but it's like i I know it's on purpose so Mm -hmm. i don't know i think they they i think maybe they kind of like tried to do a little of the elevated horse stuff with the whole storyline of the sisters and like their whole relationship yeah but that was bad it was extremely bad (laughs) yeah and then the other thing that as a result of that yeah like i hated that the yeah. Billy, that was yeah, yeah the that was stuff, that was such a bad choice I, stupid. it's so bad there's no reason so, like you could know all this about her and like know that maybe she is like haunted by his presence we don't need to see it at all and if you need to include it you could just include him now yeah yeah let's let's actually let's just go yeah let's dive into it, it. um so we get our normal scream cold open <laughs> um, nice uh where it's like a girl answering the phone oh wait can we do letterbox segment oh, oh yes yeah, yeah, yes yeah. absolutely i found some letterbox reviews yeah i didn't know if you had any because like you hadn't watched the movie no i yet. pulled some in the in the break nice. um all right imagine almost dying because you only watch elevated horror <laughs> uh four three and a half yeah four stars nice job harish i can't believe the killer was the friends we made along the way <laughs> um three uh, two and a half. Five. Wow. Oh, wow. Screw movies are just Scooby Doo episodes at this point, and I'm all here for it. They are. True. Um. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four stars. I just know half of those people have letterboxed accounts. No wonder that happened. Yep. Uh. Four. Uh. Uh. Three and a half. Three and a half. Nice job, Harish. Tara is such an A twenty four bitch. <laughs> um five four four stars nice job sam melissa barrera graduating summa cum laude from the gal gadot school of acting oh no (laughs) oh no three two three nice job sam gonna find myself a husband on the stab subreddit well if he looks like that (laughs) um four four nice job yeah it's four great job guys if somebody says their favorite horror film is the babadook i'd stab them too (laughs) what wow that's rude three and a half um four four nice job i'm not a big babadook fan what i love that movie it's creepy cautionary tale for obnoxious hereditary fans (laughs) (laughs) um three and a half three four there's a Fast and Furious reference in the first 15 minutes. Base. <laughs> Five. Uh, four and a half. Three and a half. Damn. But there is, and it's really, it is pretty based. What is the reference? Hobbs and Shaw. You, oh, yeah, you yeah, rewound yeah. it. Yeah. Amber Freeman would definitely give Jennifer's body five stars. Um, four. Four. Four and a half. Five stars. Among Us. <laughs> three and a half isn't at the end of the day every whodunit and among us yeah among us um four two stars damn i know 
wait, we should do a mongist. Where it's among <laughs> us, all guests, and it's who done movies. <laughs> Great. Love that. Um, the best scream sequel because this time the ghost face robe had glitter on it. <laughs> no, it was just <laughs> the lighting. <laughs> no, it was glittery. I know, but like, I think they all do because they're all Halloween costumes. It's just the way that they're lit. Um, four. Five. Four and it shoves him. It's a synthetic fiber. Scream 5 makes Scream 3 look like Scream 1. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. One, that's that's one harsh. Star. I want to say it's two stars. One and a half. Right in the middle. Um, Yet another tragedy caused by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four. Three and a half. Three and a half. This one's from our friend... Um, Jake Dredska, Jack Quaid jump scare. <laughs> uh, I don't remember three and a half, four stars. Ah, he would give it a four. And this is a very special review. I love that this is all Ryan Johnson's fault. Oh, isn't that my review? <laughs> you don't have uh, to say what it I don't, is. I don't even remember what I rated it. Four, four and a half. I'll tell you at the end of the podcast. But that is Sam's review. Wow. <sighs> Let's see if my rating's different. Okay. Um. So, 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 Scream 2022, <laughs> same name as the original, just Which like, I think is funny. They're making fun of Halloween. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good choice. I get it. Even get though it, it could have been five cream. It should have been five cream. <laughs> they already did that with Scream 4. Yeah, but five cream would have been great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, I, I will defend the title. And it's I'm annoying. Defend five cream. <laughs> So cold open. Um, it's Jenna Ortega, icon, Jenna, queen. Jenna Ortega, Jenna icon. Ortega. So me watching this, I'm like, this is supposed to be, you know, the the like rising star of the generation. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? Because you're old. You're <laughs> yes. old. Yeah, yeah. I think She's I a am star. Old. <laughs> i love her i loved her before this i think she's great when she got cast i knew immediately that she was going to be the cold open person because i was like who else would fill that role she is like it yeah if jenna ortega has a hundred fans it's i won i love that bitch yeah and she clearly has more than 100 fans (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah so we learn that she has she likes elevated horror. Um, she gets the call, the classic, what's your favorite scary movie? And the guy on the other end of the line claims to be a f- friend of the mom. Yeah. And then she starts talking to him about her mom, which no sane teenage girl would ever do. No. Right. I like gotta be honest. I do not pick up the phone. No. 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 Yeah. Absolutely like, not. That is, I can't believe that this is a thing that people do and i know it's because literally the entire premise of the movie hinges on people answering the but phone. they have right. she has a cell phone they needed her to have the landline so she could look stuff up on her cell phone but like speakerphone exists she could st- yeah. you know what i mean like they didn't need the landline these people could not catch me dead answering the phone if it's a number i don't recognize no yeah. absolutely i not. will wait for the voicemail and also like it's very well established that like they're not close with their mother um like there's a lot of distance in that relationship and, like, I just don't think she would take any curiosity in, like, who her mother is, like, around. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, she's also texting her friend Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's texting her about whoever's on the phone. Um, and then we get the classic, uh, like, would you like to play a game? Yeah. She he he goes into <laughs> it. <laughs> he goes into it um, because he's like, have you seen Stab? And the cold open is about a, a girl who gets a phone call and she gets asked, would you like to play a game? So this is pretty good. I mean, yeah. I like. And then he says, so would you like to play a game? So it's like, yeah. oh, that's like a fun little because like that's her like aha moment. She realizes that she's on the phone with the killer. Yeah. Um, And then. I think she like does hang up at this point. Yeah, she does. Um, and then she t- keeps texting Amber, and then Amber t- starts responding weird, and the phone rings, and Amber's like, "Answer it!" And she's like, "Who? Like Amber? Why are you doing this? Like, why? Do you, well, like, why? How do you know my phone's ringing?" He's like, "It's not yeah, Amber. This isn't Amber." And then she like gets like a FaceTime from Amber, Some and kind it's of a Amber alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's a video from Amber's window, and she's like, uh, "With a he's holding the knife in front of yeah, the camera, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. saying like, this is what I got. Like, right. it's like supposed to be a threat." Um, and he's like, "Yeah, answer it or Amber dies." And so they do the whole game. And he's asking trivia about the original Scream or Stab, Stab movie. Um, Which is the in-universe movie that was based off the events of Scream. Right. So it's a, he asks her about who's the main character. She says Sidney Prescott. The actors, yeah. He asked her who... Who was in the cold open. Who was in the cold open. Heather Graham. And um, she like has to search that. Yeah. And then he asks her who was the killer. And she's like, oh, it was Billy Loomis. It was the boyfriend, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, no, you're wrong. Like it was Billy and Stu. Uh-huh. LOL. Yeah. Um, which is funny knowing like that, she, like the killer would be fixated on Stu's inclusion because she lives in yeah. like, she's obviously like obsessed with Stu. She lives in his house and like, you know, probably favors him. And also it's like, she has her bias her killer bias also it's the foreshadowing because they forgot that there were two killers yeah um Um, so anyways she she gets gets stabbed stabbed. yeah (laughs) she gets stabbed and it's fun it's like a horrific cold open like and she acts the shit out of it jenna Mm -hmm. ortega you've done it again my girl can scream yeah, there's some stuff with the smart locks. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that was cool. funny. I did yeah. like that, I guess. I thought that was fun. That's a thing they did in the Scream TV series in the opening with Bella Thorne where oh, they, like, yeah. remotely turned the, like, sound and, like, right, lights and stuff right. off. Yeah. Um, this guy. Um, uh, anyway, so, yeah, but she survives. She's in the hospital, um, which is different from every other scream movie but then so then it cuts to sam her sister um sitting outside of a bowling alley in a uniform so like it's implied that she works there and she's taking a pill and then her boyfriend richie played by jack quaid ultimate boyfriend guy um (laughs) couldn't get better walks out and is like hey sam what's up i love you i'm your boyfriend and then she gets a call from Wes. She gets a uh, text from Wes Hicks. Yeah. Um, telling her about uh, Tara has been attacked. And so she's like, ah, oh, shit, I got to go back to Woodsboro. And Richie's like, I'm going to come with you because I love you and I'm your boyfriend. Even though we've only been dating for six months. 
Also, their names are um, Samantha and Tara Carpenter. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> this movie uh, makes a lot of Halloween references because yeah. it likes to make fun of the fact that Scream is basically Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's it makes too many Halloween references. Yeah. <laughs> like not Which enough I mean, Scream, other stuff. The original Scream made Halloween references too. Yeah. But um, this West one Carpenter goes flick? hard on West it. West Carpenter. It it really it and it, it gets like a little more ham fisted as it goes on. That's I don't know about all that. Yeah. They name a character West, and then their last names are Carpenter. Oh God, I I didn't catch the West thing. What? I'm stupid. West Hicks. Yeah, I actually I didn't catch that either. West Hicks. Yeah. I think it's funny that they named the guy West and then brutally murdered him. <laughs> right. Whoa! <is> spoiler. <laughs> they also gave him the best hair out of any character. Oh yeah. Right, so this is when we meet all the teens. There's Wes Hicks, played by Dylan, Dylan Minnette. Minnette. My close personal friend, Dylan Minnette. <laughs> who is the son of Sheriff, Sheriff Judy Hicks. Judy Hicks, who is in um, Scream 4. She got promoted. She was the deputy. <laughs> um, and then there's the twins. The twins, Mindy uh, and, and Mason Cunning. I don't remember Chad. his name. Chad. Mindy and Chad, who... It turns out we find out later are Randy's niece and nephew. Come on, that didn't work for me either. <laughs> I liked it actually. I, it's I like how it like turns out at the end because also Mindy is the new Randy, and yeah. I like that she is like directly related to the original Randy. All that be well, okay. I get I. Uh, I just don't like the all the being related yeah. stuff. That, that just yeah. like as a plot point as a whole didn't work. But right. I will say it does make sense because they are a small town. So everyone's family would probably still grow up okay. generation, generationally in there. And okay. the, I guess you could argue like the tragedy would make them go. But like, I don't know, being from a small town, I don't think it would. Mm-hmm. I will say I think Mindy's my favorite character. I oh, do yeah, love Mindy. Absolutely. Mindy's I think great. Mindy's the only like of the new crew that I actually like. She's the only one that actually has like mo- like something to her. Like right. everybody else. I'm like, and like. Like, Chad a little bit. Like, Chad's also, like, a pretty decent character. Like, you could tell that they were the favorites that were going to be surviving. Like, mm-hmm. you can yeah. tell more was invested in them. Because everyone else... Chad's girlfriend, Liz, I think oh is her... God. Liv? Yeah. Liv. Yeah. Who the fuck is she? At the end, there's, like, a scene where, like, it gets really intense and she might be the killer. And I'm like, no, no fucking way. Because we have no idea who she is. Right. Like, she is so random, meaningless. And, like, random. kind of, like, every time she set, opens her mouth, I'm like, what are you saying? Like, can you tell i don't like Liv? <laughs> yeah yeah um and then there's uh we are we know amber, amber who we already kind of got introduced to in the opening but she she's tara's like best friend and she's fucking obsessed with her yes. like i thought she was suspicious from the start just on how she was yeah. acting towards tara like i didn't know if she was the killer but i was like what the fuck is up with this girl i gotta say on both ends while the reveal for one of the killers is good it it's not in obvious. I think both of their reveals at the end are done really well, but yeah. both of them, like, I just don't think are, yeah, like, they're not, I don't know. Yeah. There's been worse, I feel like, yeah. but, like, Timothy Oliphant in the second one, it's like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? Like, that's not the problem. It's just that, like, we knew his character. We barely know Amber in this one. We know Richie a little bit better, but not right. really. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's the killers. Um, whoa. <laughs> 
There's also in this scene we learn about this weird older guy who's obsessed with <laughs> Chad's girlfriend. Liv. Um, For no reason. I don't even know his name. He's playing yeah. cast Kyle Gallner, who I think is Which, like a decent get for a small bit part. Yeah. I don't know. His whole storyline is he's there and then like he sees them at a bar and Chad fights with him. Yeah. And then he gets killed right oh, after. Yeah. And when they see him is the Hobbs and Shaw thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta introduce him to Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Amber's yeah. like kind of hostile towards him and it like reads a little bit like it's like she thinks it's creepy that he's like older going after this young girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then And then you get reveal of a lifetime at the end where it's like what? Right. What? Right. <laughs> okay, groomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I know. <laughs> Literally taints that actually taints the movie like quite a bit for me is the dynamic between the two of them I'm i will like, but it's realistic for like meeting somebody it on is the internet. and it is and i recognize that and it's unfortunate um yeah anyway so we meet all the people but Jack Quaid was my little meow meow. i know uh <laughs> well this. just the last thing on that guy is uh we find out that he he's, was related to Stu. yeah he's oh, his yeah. nephew yeah Stu's sister is his mom every yeah. one of these characters from the first movie apparently has a sibling yeah and every single <laughs> one of them siblings got a kid yep. so basically that's the whole plot of the movie yep finding out who's related we're just learning family trees because in the last one we got sid's family tree <laughs> right it's like some kind of who's who you know <laughs> Um, so who's who nobody asked for so while they're hanging out they find out that Tara's awake so they all decide to rush over there and then we also get a scene of um uh uh, Samantha and Richie driving in and Richie's talking about oh I haven't seen Stab what's that and she explains the whole like story. He's like then why are we going back yeah whatever um and then they get to the hospital and like they all meet um Sam knows them all because she used to babysit them. Richie meets everybody and everyone's all tense because like Sam hasn't been around for a while and nobody really knows like their full dynamic and stuff. Right. So, um, so then like is the scene where they're at the bar and like, uh, they have the interaction with the other guy and then he gets killed. But then later at the hospital, um, it's just, um i think samantha and richie are there and but i think they're hanging out in another room they're not in tara's room at this right. point um samantha has a vision well she like looks in the mirror and sees billy a d-aged billy loomis d-aged Sk- ski Ulrich. on all levels it just doesn't work because like i don't care at all right. like you can tell me she's related to billy that's fine and like her motivations and that fucking her up i buy that like that's fine but like showing me her visions of him just takes me out it is so like stylistically not like what um i want to see in a screen movie but that being said just to give skeet ulrich a cameo like but that being said they're making fun of the unnecessary ways that led like legacy you characters know, yeah. are pulled into movies like it is a way of making fun of it but again it's bad and i don't want to watch it just right. because you're like doing something to point out how bad it is doesn't mean it doesn't mean yeah it, like it's still bad. it doesn't yeah. work because like that's yeah. a thing that people are talking about with this new jurassic park movie apparently i haven't seen it but apparently everyone's talking about how just like uncomfortable it feels seeing the new characters in it like uh-huh. it just doesn't work right but, um, yeah again i it doesn't work it doesn't fucking work like i don't know uh, another one is Ghostbusters Afterlife, where it's another one of those. Reboots. They mention Ghostbusters they by about name all in those movies, too, yeah. which is so. I don't know. Yeah, and I love Skeet Ulrich. 
<laughs> I do too. And you could show they could have showed old him, and I would have been perfectly happy like with that. Yeah, like I would have been perfectly fine. But they had to the do CG the stupid. Looks, it's so bad. De aging. It's weird. He looks and like a chipmunk. And I will say, like I just within the context of like a scream movie that's not it is so far to left field yeah you right. would never see that in any of the previous ones so she goes and talks to tara and tells tara this whole long story about how she found her mom's diaries from when she was a teen and, and she it knows turns that, out that billy's her dad and yeah. her dad their dad ran off when he found out because she accidentally revealed it and it's all right. her fault that their family fell apart and yeah. then she um, ran off and did all the drugs she could find because her dad's a serial killer she yeah. doesn't want to be like him okay like so much to unpack here <laughs> um and this is say... where it's elevated or... <laughs> right and I will say, um, this was just, I think, the worst, like, the worst plot choice you could have made. I did not care about any of this. So, here's what I like about this. Um, the original, the whole Scream series is about a woman who is getting, like, harassed because of the actions of her mother mm -hmm. and people blaming her for her mother for like stuff that her mother did that also is like not, not a big deal a big deal yeah and she paid a price for horrifically and did not deserve yeah so i like that in this movie they're doing the flip of that where samantha is getting harassed because her dad or yeah her real dad was the killer and so like there's the She's kind of for it. parent drama and it's also flipped because like her dad deserved like was an actual evil person and sh but she doesn't deserve the harassment so like i like that aspect of it but like it's just not like you know it's not uh it's just not written very well no it's not, not. and it's we could have just found the digging like the same way we learned about sydney's past you know you could just see her referencing it see her looking at stuff her talking about it but like the showing right. of it is just not good even though i will say in in the past ones sydney has in in scream three sydney sees visions of her mother oh yeah she, she does, does yeah. but it's different. it's different she's one she's dreaming and two it's, it's not a de-aged <laughs> actor like cg in a mirror you know she yeah. sees a vision of her mom outside and then she sees her mom her mom then gets replaced with ghost face because we realize she's having a nightmare so it's not to say that this can't be done or it doesn't work it's just it this is so Bad. off yeah it's just so off cg was really bad i bet honestly they probably could have done it with makeup even better yeah. and like it, like harish made the joke because somebody in the movie says um there's something different about this one and harish made the joke of yeah it's directed different or something and this right here that's just like right yeah. there gives it away like this is something that wes probably wouldn't have done in this way i agree also, the kills are a lot more gruesome. So much more violent. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ooh, but I don't know if that's bad. No, I, I, don't I think, I think it's, it's fun. I also think it works like as a sort of like re and remake type of if, thing, you know? If you pay attention, those horrific kills are done by Amber. And Amber has a lot of anger and like yeah. issues. And so like if you look back and like knowing the character is the one doing it, you're like, yeah that fucking tracks like she right. would she would rage out like that in a heartbeat woman moment <laughs> woman radicalized by the internet moment <laughs> true um so yeah so 
uh, Samantha tells Richie, and she's like, this is the part in the movie where you leave. And he's like, no, I'm a good boyfriend. I'm staying. <laughs> and I have no other reason why I need to be in Woodsboro right now. <laughs> um, so she she tells Dewey, she gets in contact with Dewey, and they go meet him. And he's and like... He's immediately suspicious of Richie. Yeah. He's like, how long have you known this guy? Blah, blah, blah. You can't trust him. <laughs> and so they're like, okay... Oh. We really glossed over the Dewey reveal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dewey's not doing so good, you no, guys. he's down. Yeah, he's, like, living in, like, a trailer, um, watching watching Gale every morning. Eating, <laughs> like, gross food, bad coffee. He's he, he's he down. He's, he's no longer a cop. Like, he's retired. Yep. Living a little miserable life. But yeah. anyway, so they show up, and they tell him everything that's going on, and he's like, no, like, this is awful, like... <sighs> I can't get involved. Like, right. no, be suspicious of your boyfriend. And then, so he kicks them out, but then they go to meet up with the friends next. And who shows up because he thinks the better of it, mm -hmm. Dewey, but not before he, he calls Sydney. He calls Sydney. <gasps> and it's the whole, I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course, I've got a gun. Yeah. And Sydney's also a wife and mother now, and we are not going to meet her family because no. she leaves them to go to the place where a serial killer <laughs> is, like any good mother would do. Yeah, great choice. <laughs> and then um and then he texts Gail yeah. and he says like it's happening again, don't come back or something like that and then follows up with like I hope you're doing well, smiley face. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's embarrassed. Yeah, he's awkward. But they go and meet meet the whole crew, meet all the teens at at uh, Randy's sister's house, which is where Chad and Mindy live. And so we see like a big Randy memorial, and yeah. they proudly say that Randy was their uh, their uncle. And they have the same actress playing his sister. Yeah, even though they never would have met Randy, um, they never would have met. Know, they know I thought Randy was weird theory. the whole time. Yeah, I I th I feel like. If my mom had a dead sibling, I would refer to them as my mom's brother. Yeah. Like, but, like, I guess, uncle, like, their cause... uncle is kind of, like, famous lore to them. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. They probably feel a connection to him in a weird way just because right. the way he's been memorialized and everything. But it works. I, I like them together, like, as a yeah. as a crew. So, yeah, they're having a hangout because Sam called them all together to basically say we got to figure out who what's going on here and so this is the moment where new randy mindy explains how yeah. requels work well they first realize that everyone who's died um is related is related to uh one of the original people yeah well and, and that sam is related to billy so like the originals are coming back and, and this is what makes mindy realize that it's a requel she's like yeah it's a requel or a legacy sequel fans are mixed on the term <laughs> I'm sure we've settled on legacy sequel now. Um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have never heard either of those Really? Terms. I think the term is properly legacy sequel. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so she goes to explain how like it can't be a complete reboot because fans don't like that. But if it's a straight up remake, fans don't like that. So you have to do a new story and integrate old elements, but you got to do it right. Or like, yeah, because you're messing with like something that's a core memory and like childhood importance for fans. And so they get possessive over it. Yeah. Yeah. Some stupid bullshit. But um, it's true. It's true. It is true. 
that is exactly what the state of movies are, especially in terms of franchises right now, is it's exactly that. It's exactly a mix. I think what's weird about it is I think this... I feel like just the state of movies is much more cynical. Like, and especially like even fan culture is just more cynical. Like everyone just wants their content. Yeah. Um, and just like, um, the way they talk about it is, um, I don't know. It it feels like you're taking the side of the people making the movies rather than the fans. Well, whereas like, like, a lot of these like sequels that are coming out are because studios, studios just, just want more money. IP. I think it's like saying that just the cultural zeitgeist is wrong. Like, I, I mean, yeah, it does feel more blamey on the fans, but I think it's mostly just saying like, this is just what movies are now. Yeah. And, like people are never going to like them no matter what you do. Right. Which I guess does on a certain level takes the studio side. Right. But, and people will like them no matter what you do. There's always going to be positive fans and like negative fans. Um, but I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just like stupid to me. Also, because I feel like I just don't like when movies are also Twitter discourse. <laughs> it's impossible nowadays. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. You're telling me. <laughs> in this PC culture we live in. <laughs> Every movie's got to be a discourse. Right. I'm joking. Not well, Top Gun. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not joking, but um, I don't mean it in that like conservative way. No. I right. mean it in the, like a, I'm insanely frustrated by the internet and yeah. hate when movies branch far into that. Yeah. And this movie does it a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's just annoying to me, and maybe that's why like I don't like it as much, and I'm like trying to find problems with it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of its own thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's. Uh. So that's what's happening. <laughs> they also name drop. They don't name drop Ryan Johnson, but they mentioned that yeah. Stab Eight was directed by the, the Knives, Knives Out, Out guy. guy. That's and awesome. Stab's, Stab Eight has a horrible reputation as and being everyone like the worst. Everyone hates, hates it. You know what it. they do? They titleize Stab Eight as S T A Eight, where the B is the Eight. <laughs> they don't though like yeah, in that do. video no that's what they were criticizing in the video they were like they they called it stab and just used the same name oh my god they should have called it sta8 oh my god just the wait, argument talking- y'all are doing with five cream yep. <laughs> this is um james and janice right yeah, or, yeah oh my god sorry i was in the bathroom so this is so cool Whoa. this is the best part of the movie we're not there yet, but we can just talk about it right now. Okay. Best part of the movie is um, that character's like watching a YouTube video talking it's about Richie. the step. Yeah, Richie's yeah. watching a YouTube video where um, content creators are doing a podcast or Kill Count episode about the Stab 8 movie. Yep. And that is James A. Janice and Chelsea Rebecca from the Dead Meat podcast and right. YouTube channel, which is one of my favorite YouTube channels. They're both so cool. And I actually, re- I like vaguely remember this when it came out, like them talking about and posting about being in the movie. Yeah. And then I immediately immediately forgot so when they came up it was that was so good it was the right. best part yeah they're such you good like people. <laughs> they're awesome their content's amazing they're such good people um please if you are like one of our two listeners and you are kind of into <laughs> horror stuff go check them out they're they're the stuff they makes fantastic they did an american psycho 
kill oh, count really? it's oh it's it's really really good nice and it's they do such a broad scope of horror movies and like spoiler warning for all their content because it goes movie by movie and counts up and like do, like does a kill count counts all the kills in the movie and like mm. describes them while also like describing the plot and giving like analysis and behind the scenes and all that it's such an a cool in-depth look at a lot of movies and for movies I don't like so much, like watching the kill count has made me appreciate the movies a little bit more. And oh, then for yeah. movies I really love, I love watching the kill count just to like see and get like another perspective about a movie. And the podcast is good. They talk about like kind of in more in-depth topics on the podcast. And so, yeah, it's oh, they're great. Big nice. James A. Janice and Chelsea Rebecca fans. Yeah, and in this, they're they're playing just like they're playing themselves. toxic nerds. <laughs> I I think I thought the name on the channel was different. I don't know. Oh, I was like looking underneath, and remember. also they were like playing the fans who like hated Stab Eight. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They had the same argument that we had. And also the clips that they show of Stab Eight, which I noticed that when they were showing clips from Stab Two, they're so underproduced. Oh yeah, and it's awesome. It doesn't work for me because um in the these movies really? these are big these are big franchise movies and like they look so flat they look like they're homemade videos I, oh I that mean, worked for me i thought they like felt like the same quality as the ones we saw in sab 2 they or scream 2 they looked like a set in a basement in both like the one video we saw of ryan johnson stab was literally a guy in a sleeveless hoodie with a mask on and a flamethrower uh, in a backyard like it wasn't there was that. no set at all like it's yeah. very, and i know it's supposed to look bad but it's like at least make it look like a movie not a right. youtube not an iphone video i feel like but i i thought the like randy scene at the end i thought that matched yeah i mean that looks similar yeah stab i don't know but that's from the robert rodriguez stab so it's gonna <laughs> look good because <laughs> he's who directed the first stab movie oh, right nice. Um, and I he guess, actually did direct the clips that are in Stab Airscream 2. So they're all like, okay, everyone watch out. Oh, also, um, Wes talks about, oh, hey, I'm worried my mom was in the fourth one. And they're oh, like, God. you're pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mindy's like, no one cares about the inferior sequels. And of course, the next people to die are Him Judy and his mom. And, his, and uh, Wes. Um, uh so yeah Which immediately after that right it's yeah it's the scene after it's immediately after like he gets home and they talk she's about their to safety pick up sushi and you know she's making sure he's safe so she leaves and he gets he takes a shower yeah and on the way she gets a call from ghostface and ghostface is like haha i'm gonna kill your son you this is psycho this is my favorite scene in the movie i love this part um oh yeah it's I, it's, it's cool. the most scream feeling part of the movie in my opinion like yeah. i think the ten- i think the tension that's built up is good even though they do one too many fake out gags i think like both of the kills are really fun i think the dynamic of like fucking with judy like that is like very ghost face to mm-hmm. do that kind of like mental damage before killing you you know yeah so i think like every element of this plays out great right so he so judy's driving and she gets a call and she picks up and he starts off by like asking her what's her favorite scary movie or something and she's like <laughs> oh my god i prefer animated films and musicals oh my god yeah my based queen you're so, so right so judy hicks, judy hicks absolutely mom. um which it's so funny so then she like she's texting and driving 
and she oh. texts and says like track my call because she knows that like the killer's on the phone mm-hmm. and so he starts threatening dylan and that freaks her out and so she's like whipping it around trying to go home speeding and then we flash over to dylan or not dylan wes <laughs> i can't look at him and not think that's dylan, dylan Minnette. Minnette. <laughs> i know <laughs> um so wes is taking a shower oh he makes a reference to psycho on the phone he's yeah. like have you seen psycho or whatever so then it cuts over to the, sh- like, the shower, shower head oh, and yeah. it's wes taking a shower in a glass shower with all open windows in like yeah on ground level just letting anybody look in there whatever yeah but so there's a lot of tension built up and wes is showering and we're flashing back and forth but nothing happens to wes um he gets out of the shower or like i think he's showering the whole time because Mm -hmm. then we get judy gets home she's trying to call wes but he doesn't pick up she goes running she parks the car comes running up to the house and who goes there to meet her on the front steps right as she gets up at the top she gets stabbed in the stomach by Ghostface. i love that part i think it's fun it's a real shocker of a reveal because like you know he's gonna kill her but you know broad daylight on the street like that what a freak yeah (laughs) um and then we get uh oh and then he like stabs her multiple fucking times and it's very violent like i think it's one of the more hard ones to watch honestly because judy doesn't deserve that man she's a good person and that's amber i think killing her which i think is why it's so intense i'm pretty sure because i think at this point um richie's with sam doing something right oh no no sam they're at the hospital and they have the argument and sam leaves yeah anyways um so yeah so then we watch uh wes finish his shower and set the table and stuff and there's a bunch of fake outs where we think he's gonna we're gonna see Ghostface, but then he goes and he finds the door open and then he goes and closes the door and locks it and then turns around and there's Ghostface. and they do a little tussle against the door and he's trying to hold Ghostface back from stabbing him but he ultimately doesn't and the the um knife goes like into his neck yeah and then comes out another part of his neck and then they just kind of slowly go down while Wes like chokes Ugh. and like the knife is just sitting there the whole time it's like it's grisly it's gruesome and i'm like yeah. you did that to wes <laughs> <laughs> my bleach blonde baby Mm-mm. rude Give me your hair <laughs> So then, um, so yeah, so what happened back at the hospital, like Sam and Richie get into an argument over something and Sam leaves and she's got to like clear her head or something like that. Or it's not at the hospital. It's outside of the friend's house. They get into it because Sam gets mad that people like are accusing her of being the killer. And so yeah. Richie's like, we're not supposed to split up. So then Sam drives off. So this is why Sam is out driving and she shows up at the crime scene and she's yeah. like, I knew them. Yeah. And who shows up? Gail. Gail Weathers here and she gets mad at Dewey for texting texting her her. Um, and they realize all the cops are here to take care of Sheriff Judy who's dead cop moment and they left Tara alone at the hospital that's now pitch black yeah so they rush to the hospital and um Tara lights go out um Tara gets into a wheelchair and starts like rolling out um, and investigating the empty hospital that's in the middle of the middle day. of the day yeah not even at night it's just like nobody's yeah. in that wing come on so weird and there's um, so there's one dead security guard out there who's been stabbed and his gun is gone <gasps> so she goes 
Chekhov's gun? <laughs> so she, a missing Chekhov's gun? She hears that some... That is a subversion of the Chekhov's gun. Oh, we forgot to say, there is a bit of a Chekhov's inhaler. Oh, yeah. yeah we established yeah. in the beginning that she has asthma, and it's yeah. hardcore mentioned several times. They do not let us forget. Right. Um, so then she hears some rustling around, and so she freaks out, and she goes to hide in another room. And she, like, wheels in and closes the door, and she's, like, holding on to the phone... She tries to dial out, but it, nothing comes of that. So she's just like holding on to the phone. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and she smacks him in the head and it's Richie. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, freaking Sam called me. I came to see if you're okay. And then boom, Ghostface shows up. Yeah. And slashes his arm, mimicking in Scream 2 when Sydney's boyfriend got slashed in the arm. And that's what makes everyone suspicious of him. Huh. Hmm. Convenient placement. Bum, bum, bum. So, anyways, Ghostface starts attacking Tara in the hallway and shit. And uh, uh, Richie gets a phone call, and it's uh, what's her name, Samantha. Yeah. And Ghostface answers it, and they're talking, and I don't know, they have some stupid conversation. And then she's like, "I'm and stalling it, for time." I'm stalling for time, and the oh, elevator doors tells, open. Ghostface says, "Pick between Richie or uh, Tara," and oh, like yeah, she, yeah. she's like. Babbles. I can't choose between the guy I've been dating for six, six months, months and my, and my sister. sister, who I have not seen for for years. So they show up, and then it's real Sophie's choice. <laughs> Ghostface like goes running off because Dewey shoots at him, and then they save. They're going to save Tara, and then Ghostface jumps back out again, and there's some tussling. Richie takes a punch and then that grounds him for the whole fight. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, My little meow meow. He like just pathetically lays there. Sam's oh, just so good. Like, yeah, Sam's like back in the um, elevator, elevator the not doing anything. Eventually, <laughs> they holding the elevator. Eventually, they like get Tara back there and stuff. And there's some more kerfuffles. And then they uh, Dewey shoots Ghostface a couple times in the chest and Ghostface goes into a case and falls. They're about to leave. And then Dewey's like, gotta shoot him in the head you always gotta no, shoot him in the head no Dewey don't go back so he sends them back down and he stays so he can go shoot Ghostface in the head but Dewey, it doesn't no. work because no. then Dewey starts getting a phone call and that distracts him for a split second so that Ghostface has the opportunity to jump up and stab Dewey stab Dewey in the front and in the back and, and then Dewey's been stabbed let's do a count like he, does he say like he nine says nine times? times so this is eleven Dewey gets 10, stabbed 11. eleven times so surely he'll make it out of this no. <laughs> and then they when they they stab in the front and the back and then pull it up. Yeah. Which is not the sharp side of the knife. Um yeah. gross. And so da Dewey oh, dies like this horrific death and then Ghostface says it was an honor. It was an honor. And and then runs off. And so on the phone, Dewey dies in this movie, which is so stupid. Honestly, I think I would have been pissed if one of them didn't die. And to me, I get it. Dewey's the one to die. Of course. And it's so obvious because they set him up as being so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when they brought him, I'm like, oh, no. And like at this point, Gail and Sydney aren't really in like they each have like one the scene. They're like not yep. in it and they're not really in it at all. It's so weird. They're a part of the climax. But yet I don't feel like I saw anything of them. But yeah, so at this point, they don't exist. Also, Dewey, the phone call he was getting was, was from, from Gail. Gail. Right as he died. That's the last thing he sees. So it's after and Gail's like sitting depressed in the hospital and Sam like approaches her. Yeah, they meet. They're all sad. And then Sydney shows up. Um, 
And then Sam basically reveals that the plan is to get Tara far away from there to a secret location to keep her safe. And it's just going to be the three of them. They won't even tell Sydney and Gail where they're going. We're doing the one thing that no one's ever done in these movies. Got the hell out. Got the hell out of Woodsboro. Sydney's like, you can't get out. (laughs) She followed, went to LA and brought me there. I didn't, like, it followed me to college. It followed me to fucking, or brought me to Hollywood. I wasn't even there and it knew I was going to be there. Yeah. You can't escape it. But they leave. Um, and But they meet uh, Sydney and Gail and they're like, no, we have to kill Ghostface. Um, and they're but, like, we're not going to help you with murder. No, we're just leaving. And then they leave and then Sydney's like, I put, I put a, a track, track on their car. <laughs> it seems like Gail Weathers move. And Gail's impressed. Gail's like, I'll take that as a compliment. So then... As the as the three um, people driving. are driving, uh, fucking Tara realizes that she doesn't have her inhaler. Wow. So they don't have a prescription for it. Going home or going to the hospital is too risky. So she says, I keep a spare at Amber's house. Let's go there. And uh, Richie protests it. He's like, no, why would we go to the killer house? Um, but they ultimately decide to go. Quick stop. And at Amber's house, they're having a party to celebrate her. To it's mem- supposed to be to a memorial, memorial for West, but it's a straight up rager where teens are like horny. And it's like, yeah. he was brutally murdered. <laughs> he was murdered the same day. But it's like, again, in Scream, they have a big party after people are murdered. It's, but it's not but it's not for them. the the people. It's to celebrate school being out. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like it's just weird that they made it about Wes. <laughs> yeah. Um And again, it's too on the nose of like we're aware that we're not the directors of this. You might not have seen my um side of TikTok on this things, but it's like when I die, don't Photoshop angel wings on me. Um, and it's like people photoshopped into heaven with like their favorite <laughs> anime characters. Oh my god! So when I die, don't do any of this. Don't, don't throw some dumb party. Don't throw a party and have sex on the couch. Yeah, yeah it's it's odd. It's really odd. Um, yeah. So Amber and Mindy have this whole thing where like Amber goes to the basement to get more beer, and then Mindy's like, "You shouldn't have gone." Um, and then they're both uh-huh. suspicious, yeah. and it's like. Okay, and one of the characters is canonically gay, but it's... <laughs> the whole scene, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, wrought with <laughs> tension. tension. They keep, like, stepping forward towards each other each time they yeah, die. Like, are they going to kiss? Because it feels like are it genuinely kiss? feels like they're going to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kiss. But, like, this whole time, Mindy has a freaking pin, a heart pin that has the gay flag on it. Yeah. And it's like okay thanks i didn't need that i knew she was gay <laughs> mm-hmm. she's wearing a shirt with a rainbow in the other scene too yeah and like, i was like it was one of those things i'm like maybe I'm she's gonna... a little fruity i'm not sure well no but i was like okay like come on yeah like they are going hardcore and it's like we don't need that we can tell I'm just like i would have known that there was some gay tension without that pin thank you yeah um, and Amber clearly has some things going on that she hasn't addressed. You can tell. <laughs> Amber is on Tumblr, so she's bisexual. By default. <laughs> Molly's processing. <laughs> oh, no, bro. So anyways, Uh-oh. it ends up they don't do anything. They're just scaring each other, so they leave the basement. 
Uh, and then Chad says no to sex. To live, and Liv gets mad at him, and his reasoning is like, I don't know 100% that you're not the killer yet, so I like... I hope you can appreciate that. So she storms off. And she can't. And she can't. She does not handle that well. Because she she's a character written with no nuance. Nope. Or... <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Just in there to be a person. <laughs> um, uh, they're also they're watching Stab on the TV at the party. I I don't remember. I think the next thing I have written down is when Chad Chad gets a text from Liv. Um, and she's like, come find me. And there's some find my fam app or something. Yeah. So he follows that out. And shares his location. And there's this whole thing in the woods. Well, it's not even in the woods. It's just like in the yard in the y- outside yeah. of the house. Cause there's like a shed and everything. There's just like a bunch of trees and shit. Um, so then it's a whole cat and mouse thing and Ghostface stabs Chad. Like, yeah. you know, he's gonna, it's, you know, your stereotypical little hunt part scene that you would get. Mm-hmm. And again, Chad gets stabbed fucking violently multiple times. Same spot of his side. Clearly an Amber style kill. Like mm-hmm. horrific. You're sure he's dead. Um, <laughs> and he gets left out there. So the three of the other three main characters show up and um, Tara's like, I need my inhaler. And Amber's like, okay, I'll shut down this party yeah. for you. Kicks everyone out when really the logical thing would be go grab her, her inhaler and let her be on her merry way. But that's right. not Amber's plan. Well, she starts, she tries to, but nobody listens to her. So who takes the initiative and kicks everyone out? The Richie. adult Richie. <laughs> Someone Z. Uh, what did what did they say later? Uh, some guy's weird dad is <laughs> kicking his ass. Yeah, that was a fun little thing. And this guy's like maybe twenty five. Yeah, like yeah. he's not that old. Yeah. <laughs> he works at a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> this man is not an adult in any way. But man, this adults this this guy's an adult like the same way I am. Exactly. Where he's like not really. <laughs> legally yeah everything else (laughs) if i walked into like break up a high school party and someone said someone's mom's here i would stop everybody and kill myself in front of them (laughs) (laughs) their lives for assuming i'm the killer right like i would immediately like correct course (laughs) just um so everyone ends up leaving um so they're just hanging out. Except uh, for the main characters of the film. Whoa. And Liv. <laughs> Richie, um, Richie, like, Richie talks to Mindy and they have this thing about... Uh, Going in the basement for yeah, beer. Yeah, getting beer. And then he says, I'll be right back. And they go, ah! I like that part. That I think was fun. Funny. I did like that. That was fun. It's cute. And so he goes down to the basement. And then Liv randomly shows up and she's like very angry and she like rants to mindy about how like maybe she is the killer and and mindy's gonna die and And everyone's like okay it's very weird because it's like why in what universe would live be the killer because like who the fuck are you right uh so she leaves she's clearly related to somebody who was involved in the woodsboro killing (laughs) um and then nope no (laughs) she's not which is the only one maybe Who's not? Yeah. Yeah, because like Amber isn't related, but she lives in Stu's house. Yeah, she's really the only one with literally no fucking connection. It's yeah. awesome. Um, so she disappears and then Ghostface shows up a little bit. Right. right? They do the well, I think like I think um Sydney calls um samantha and tells her that amber's house is is Stu's house oh yeah and there's another Uh, one of those fucking pull outs with canted angles they do that so much in this movie and i don't know why that is not a scream 
featured thing yeah. and like i've only ever seen their other mo- their other movie ready or not but i don't think that's a trademark thing for them either i don't know yeah. why that was like so heavily used in this but anyways um <clears throat> the pull out there didn't bother me but the canted angle was a lot. that's the thing the yeah. pull out's fine but they use canted angles like three or four times in this and it's like whoa so they do the scene where the <laughs> scene where um mindy is watching uh randy randy watch on Jamie. the tv yeah and doing the like oh watch out look behind you look i like behind this you. bit again i like, I like this, this too, i really yeah. like this because i thought it was a good way to do she it she sits there and she's yelling at randy for not paying attention for yelling at jamie for not paying attention and guess what the killer walks up behind her yeah and at the literal like last second she she's, realizes. she's making a joke and then she's like wait a minute and then she turns around <laughs> like, and the killer's there. And it's yeah. funny. It's a funny little bit. It's good, yeah. But then she gets, like, stabbed. <laughs> so, um, and then, like, they all, like, end up all in the same room together. Like, Ghostface runs off. Um, and then uh, uh, Liv... Sam's the first one in and she's helping Mindy. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, um, everyone eventually gets to the room and Liv also gets back there. And Liv has bloody hands. And they're like oh no what happened and lives like i found chad and she's like crying um and they're uh richie's like oh so you're clearly clearly killer and she's like no i'm not i'm not i'm not and then amber's like i know and then pulls out a gun and shoots her just in the head point blank i like it i know that some people wouldn't i i think it's funny yeah yeah it's fine i don't know it it i don't know because like it's a reveal it's a reveal like it's and like i there's very little to amber's character but one thing i know about amber is she clearly likes drama and so that was the most dramatic reveal she could have done i don't know i think it's it works because it kind of kicks them off into a fluster you know you can only do this the same little reveal of like oh it's me unmasking so Mm -hmm. many times you know Mm -hmm. and i think like it's pretty similar like in scream 4 don't they they pretty much just like turn like that too, right? I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. Charlie's reveal, he's panicking and he's a victim and yeah. then he stabs Kirby like that. This yeah. is just in front of people. Yeah. And it's about the same length of time into the film too. Right. Um. So then Gail and Sydney show up. Everyone scatters. Everyone scatters. Uh, Richie and Sam go into the basement and Richie's like, I think the other killer might be Tara. Think about it. You haven't talked to her in a while. And Samia's like, bro, no. And then she (laughs) runs away. Um, He's like, what the fuck? In what world is it Tara? She's been stabbed like nine times. Sydney and Gail show up and Amber runs out of the house and she's like, ah, he he stabbed me. He stabbed me. And they look at each other and they're like, oh, it's a trap. And Mm -hmm. Amber's like, ah, fuck it. And pulls out a gun. And and shoots shoots Gail immediately. Yeah. Gail's out for a little yeah. while and so sydney like fights back and they end up you know running back into the house back in um uh she um samantha is hiding upstairs she finds tara tara has at some point been kidnapped by amber and tied yeah. up um she finds tara tied up in the closet and like she goes to cut the she remembers the what richie said yeah and she pauses and then it cuts away so everyone's hidden and sydney is walking through the house shooting through doors shooting through doors she's like if killer are 
uh, or not come out. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's shooting through every door and eventually she gets to one door that features Richie behind it and he gets shot in the leg. She also gets a call from oh, yeah. Ghostface and they're talking this whole time and then she's like, okay, I'm done. And then she hangs up and then immediately shoots through the door and hits Richie. Um, and Richie's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> um i think yeah and then and then ghostface jumps out and then like they fight uh sydney and um ghostface fight and they both get knocked over um, oh and richie's like oh my god yeah. uh, they, and they, uh, they, uh, oh my god it's ghostface i love that it's right so, it's so funny he's like fanning out like he's yeah. freaking out oh my god it's ghostface so they fall over That's exactly like some shit that i would say though. like i found that relatable iconic they like fall over the rail and sydney and ghostface slam on the ground and the gun goes flying mm-hmm. and they're both like out of breath like struggling to you know grab their shit yeah um and ghost faces amber obviously um and they go but then who grabs the gun it's samantha Woo! and richie's like good you're okay well Stab. yeah he's been like coming down the stairs so you think richie's gonna grab the gun at the last second but then but yeah. yeah samantha yeah. does it and so when samantha does it it's just like harish said right uh he he comes down he's like good you're okay and then immediately stabs i wanted to be the one to kill you right (laughs) what a reveal wow richie the killer Uh, this whole uh, movie that one okay it was one of those things i'm like obviously they gotta it's gotta be jack quaid a little Mm -hmm. bit um because it's jack quaid and he's jack quaid and then I'm also like, no, but Richie's sweet. He's a sweet boy. And then I'm like, no, but it's the boyfriend. Like, why would the boyfriend want to go? It, like, right? I'm like, so some of it doesn't check out. Like, some of it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then it worked for me. The reveal was really, I, I was like. <gasps> yeah. It's what we all knew we wanted. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff coming up in the next little bit. That's quite good. Um, yeah, so he's evil, and they reveal like they they met on Reddit, Reddit, yeah. and they're like the dating. Subreddit. Oh my god, yeah, ew. And so, he's like mid twenties minimum, and she's a teenager. And yeah. It's gross. Okay, groomer. Like, ugh, I hate it. And it's not even just like a oh that would never happen. That would I believe that it's, it's just like don't I'm do sure. it to Jack Quaid. Don't like make Jack him Quaid a pedophile a a killer. Yeah. yeah, pedophile groomer. No, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, because <laughs> when he's like being all murderous, it's hot. But then when he's like, babe, I'm like, ugh. Like that girl just took her fucking like ACT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. So, that's a child. So. Uh, they corral them. They bring Sydney and um, Samantha into the kitchen. Classic. You got to yeah. do it in there. And then they also grab Gail and bring her in there. And they want to blame it all on Samantha because she is um, Billy. She's the one who snapped Billy's to kill everybody. Daughter. And yeah. she like sees visions of Billy Yeah. Goodness. And they're going to be the heroes who survive. Yeah. Classic shit. And their whole and motivation is that they were like, part of like fan culture on the internet about this movie and they hate stab eight they, yeah. and they're like we need more source material yeah. to make better movies we need a better reboot and we can do it better which <laughs> this so, movie like doesn't it directly talk about postmodernism? 
like it's basically calling out like how no matter what you turn out like fan culture is going to be disappointed in you because it's not the way they would have done it Mm -hmm. and like how so many like things tank or like are turning bad because people are so focused on like satisfying like fan stuff which is why like everything is just about whatever cameos you can get and stuff like that's the point that they're making and I think that it's funny because it's like the whole time you're watching the killers talk about this you're like y'all are fucking pathetic and I think that they're that's like what they're saying, but it's also like again, you're insulting the people who watch your movie, so it's not really that great of a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, again, as much as it works of being ironic and being a bad movie as as commentary, again, it's bad. So okay, I think I understand my problem with it. <laughs> You've worked it out. I've worked it out. So the problem with toxic fans is when they like harass people. And in general, it's it's when it's when it's like right wing people who are like mad about diversity casting. And I know like I think definitely the studios definitely try to promote that just for, you know, marketing purposes, like having a controversy and saying, oh, all these people are mad. So you guys should support our movie because like you're we're angering the right people. Um that is bad. I agree. Like, um, that kind of toxic fan culture is bad. But this movie does not address that. They they don't mention anything about diversity or any of that kind of right wing stuff. What they're mad about is that they're their um the stuff that they like is being remade in a bad way which is a fine thing for a fan to criticize. It's fine for a fan to not like a new thing because it does not um it does not have the connection to them that the original thing had had to, to like those kinds of fans like have arguments for like the new Star Wars doesn't feel like Star Wars because like you know like XYZ, the force yeah. feels different like you know all these things like don't make sense in the context of the original films so like that kind of fan um reaction i would not consider toxic it's just like criticism which is totally fine but criticism bad yeah yeah i think i think what what sucks really is when it it's like harmful and like attacking creators and like the the actors in the movie for like negative like right wing type of reasons yeah yeah i guess that's a good point that's a good point on the other side they're also making fun of the people who were like that one tweet you were sending me about i don't know if I don't want to spoil the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, yeah. but a lot of people have been talking about how like, oh, if they would have done it right, like for the fans, it would have gone like this. And it's like, no, all of those ideas are also bad. Like, yeah. It's making fun of the fact that like people are like, well, this is how I would have written. Cause like those people are also so goddamn annoying. I right. understand that they are not the right person to target this hatred at, but it's okay. they also yeah. need to be fans. called annoying. Oh what? yeah. You can say game of Thrones fans. No, it's not. Oh no. I the mean, Star every... Wars community is so <laughs> much worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> so much worse. And I think like, yeah, people are annoying online and it's fun to make fun of annoying people, also, but I don't, I wouldn't want write a movie just to make fun of an annoying person online. I think it's I think it's funny. I, I think know, more people that. online need to be told to shut the fuck up. Like, oh, big so much. Like I get it. I get that these are not in general the worst part of online, but also they need to get told to shut the fuck up because yeah. a lot of the people who do that, not to be like filmy, but a lot of the people that do that don't know what the fuck they're talking about, and it's just like I right. want to see person that I like, and it's like shut the fuck up. 
And that's like what they're making fun of, I think. I get that they're not like the right target. But also back to looping in how we were talking about the elevated horror and how that could have been an argument or like a thing used in here. I think that most of the stuff that they're criticizing, yeah, like this does exist with Halloween. It happened with Texas Chainsaw. But it's actually more about media in general and less about horror movies specifically. Yeah. And I think that's also a problem is that it still needs to be horror focused. And I don't deny that this doesn't happen. Like Halloween kills made me want to <laughs> unalive like i i hated that movie yeah. i hated that movie that was one of the worst movies i've ever seen halloween itself not that bad but halloween right. kills god awful texas chainsaw massacre not good <laughs> like these movies aren't good and i think it's these are good to criticize and do a model of this but like they also brought in non-horror stuff and directly yeah. reference it and i think that's where you're kind of again losing that scream feel because you're just like talking about water yeah a little mm-hmm. bit um right. but I, I do recognize it's happening but like i they they already brought in elevated horror make more commentary on that and at this point like it's less about tropes which i don't like i love when it's about like specific tropes yeah i didn't have that yeah i again i think that the thing is that they were kind of backed into a wall though because they are a franchise that's doing a legacy sequel and like they need to mimic the other horror franchises that they have like so famously mocked so i get that like they had limited options because like elevated horror is not happening in their subgenre, but I don't know. I just, I think they, they went the wrong tangents. Yeah. But I still think it's fun. I think it's fun. And well, I think people should shut the fuck up. And here's the thing. Even Me, within, myself included within other scream movies too. Oh no. I'll get you a new water if you need one. Um, within other scream movies, what right. <laughs> he just like touched your water and went on its merry way. <laughs> Tom, you dick. I'm sorry, I'm fighting off a headache. Um, yeah, within other Scream movies, they do other genre parody, not directly, like, uh, or references to other genre stuff, not just, like, the movie they're directly doing. So in the sequels, they still talk about other conventions of horror. It's not just about, like, this is a sequel, this is what sequels do. And yeah. I feel like as Scream movies, has there been made as there has been made more of them... It's less about conventions of the genre as a whole and more of a direct one-to-one. This is what a sequel does, so this is how we're going to change a sequel. This is what a trilogy does. This is how we're going to change a trilogy. Oh, this is what a reboot does. This is how we're going to do a reboot. Instead of looking at, like, broader topics and... About the trends in horror rather than the step. Because, uh, yeah, and not all horror stuff when in their sequels do follow that exact formula. Like, horror sequels are kind of traditionally known of going off the rails and not following formulas and so yeah i guess the further you get into it the further like it is a trope and more of just they're making shit up to apply to their movie instead of just sticking to their genre that's a good point and i think that also is one of the problems with scream 3 is because like there's not really horror trilogies there's like horror franchises but they they had to like try to fit tropes to a trilogy and some of those tropes like didn't really aren't like kind of real tropes and i guess that's why four works a little better because like the reboot thing was actually happening and so like it was a little bit better and this one it's like it's almost coming in too early like there's not (laughs) enough footing to be making the point that they're making just yet even though we are watching in real time it's happening it's just they were they they were like calling it a bit too early you gotta wait till it happens before you make fun of it right they're predicting the future so all that's to say it's like corny and silly to watch i think that like 
there's some good back and forth on what they were trying to say. And I do think there is a certain bit of like funny irony in watching how dumb they sound saying it. But again, it's like, it's, that's going to go over a lot of people's heads. It doesn't really work. It's still like bad. Yeah. eh. Yeah. Um, so then we like get the final action sequences you know um amber gets shot and then oh, set no. on fire a fight happens they break a glass bottle of hand sanitizer oh, onto nice. amber amber says what the fuck hand sanitizer <laughs> it cuts to some other kerfuffle happening elsewhere and then it cuts back and then they sh- they push amber back she happens to luckily start the pilot light and Literally like impossible. get the gas thing you can going never, you have to like hold it there for a second before I, you i've accidentally it like started a combination of a rube goldberg yeah. and an ex machina yeah. not a good one <laughs> it's like i have accidentally started a flame before but like you have to like do like you can't right. just i don't know it doesn't work yeah. but she I'm starts that and then they shoot her a couple times she falls onto an open flame and then her <laughs> whole body catches on fire you know what my other critique of this movie is too much gun there's yeah. a lot of i don't know yeah. though scream movies do have a lot of gun the third mm-hmm. one very heavy on gun yeah but the, it's the, third the it's one. the third one <laughs> yeah no, that's I'm true serious. like i come on and then um the fourth one's pretty gun heavy too trevor gets shot in the dick also ghostface should not be using ghostface should not be yeah that's that's that should be like the last option lost the lost the um i got a good 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 i I love that audio (laughs) um but okay so yeah uh so she's on fire and she dies or whatever and so then there's more fighting with uh richie i want to say we missed that one point. Uh, Tara beats the shit out of Amber with her crutch, and it's really funny. Okay, crutches aren't heavy. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't want to get smacked with a crutch. I wouldn't feel great. No, but like, it's not going to take you that. down. Especially um, when this girl is like maybe four foot ten. Yeah. And like has been on debilitating, life saving <laughs> hospital care. For like, the she can't be swinging it that hard. No. Yeah. So, yeah, so then it's like Sam versus Richie, right? Like, um, and Richie's got Sam down on the ground. And she looks up and in the reflection sees Billy encouraging her to oh, do yeah, like that's doing a the thumbs worst. up. Like it's essentially giving like a thumbs up, like you can do it, girl. And it's like, what? Why would she need his approval? Why does she need his guidance? She's fighting him, essentially. Like what? It is does not work at all. Crime. So bad. Crime. And then she says something along she says lines. i'm gonna add a new rule or he he's like talking about the rule he's <gasps> some rule about how like you have to die oh sorry there's like scene like maybe a couple <laughs> scenes before this it, jack quaid does a little flourish with the knife and he has this look in his eye and he's a little sweaty and he's got a really good tan and like nice stubble he looks <laughs> and amazing. he he tosses the knife <laughs> he and flips the, he flips the knife in his it's, hand it's giving like the scene where Jasper flips the bat in the baseball scene of Twilight. <laughs> this is that for me personally. I he plays loved the, it. he he switches to Psycho Killer very well. He it, does a good job. It I works. Yeah, yeah, it works because the whole time I'm like up until this point I was and I'll say it again. Archie's gonna spray me with water because sometimes Archie <laughs> does this when I say this at the house. I, he's 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 my little meow meow. Like, up until <laughs> he's then. just a sweet little and guy. Then, and then he really like brings out the claws later. I gotta Which, say, and he does it well. And it, it's 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 very reflective of how I feel about Billy Loomis in the beginning of the like in the first movie. I'm like, oh, Billy Loomis. 
oh, Exorcist was on. Okay. Oh my God. Billy Loomis, my little meow meow. Yeah. What? Um, Billy is a creep from the start. (laughs) 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 Anyways, continue. He's a hot creep, but he's a creep. Okay. Well. (laughs) Jack is like sweet. He's a sweet looking boy. Billy does not look sweet. (laughs) I'm mentally ill. Um, But yeah, the whole time. And then he flips really well and he's. We should have known because he was what's his name glimmer what no what's marvel his? marvel Come he was on. marvel and we we've seen him be an insane killer boy and i love we it. should have known it was capable in him all along my hunger games face ran <laughs> i sent you a hunger deep. games tiktok i think today did i'm not 100 percent sure but i think it. i did i had a, if you are someone that knew me when the hunger games books and movies were like actively being released <laughs> i'll have to check because if not apology. i'll have to show it to you it was you know how I get like really into things. It was that. Yeah. That it, it that was one of the roots. Are you gonna get into the new one? Oh uh, yeah, probably. I'll I probably like watch it. I like it. the franchise. I didn't even I think know the books are good. that there was a prequel. Yeah, yeah. It was a while back. Yeah. Um, I there's a reason I don't like to play games on my iPhone with other people because my name on <laughs> my iPhone games app is Hunger Games related and it's <laughs> like it's not even a little bit embarrassing like we bypass straight into like absolutely fucking mortifying oh, no. <laughs> to the point where I don't willingly share I'll share it with you two after but I will not say it out loud on the podcast All right, can't wait to find out <laughs> fucking nauseating if you look at my website that makes you bisexual account <laughs> which nobody will ever find um i think i've done a deep dive on your archive i'm pretty sure you and i were doing that one day <laughs> i've seen it oh my God. <laughs> if you look at like 2011 20 2013 it's like about 2013 yeah. it is all hunger games <laughs> see this all, All Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. <laughs> and my favorite actually wasn't Jack Quaid, but I was really into Jack Quaid. It was Alexander Ludwig. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. I love a villain. <laughs> he was popular at the time. Oh, man. Um, I downloaded his really shitty song. <laughs> and um, The things we do. I can still sing it. <laughs> wow. I can still sing parts of it. I'm impressed. It it was it was like the hyperfixation to end them all for me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so we never sorry, said the the sorry, line sorry. that gets said, but oh, she says like I'm making a new rule: don't mess with the serial killer's daughter, daughter or oh. something. Don't fuck with the serial killer's daughter or something. I thought he was gonna say how easy it was for him to fuck her. Oh my god, he does oh, say he that. Does say that, yeah. <laughs> and it's Which, like, like, well, <laughs> you can't say that, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Anyways, so then there. She kills him. Or no, yeah. Tara shows up, right? Tara's been around. I don't know. Tara shows up at the end with a gun because they're like, um, ah, you got to <laughs> shoot her in the, shoot him in the face. And then Tara shows Oh, no, no, no. What happens is um, <laughs> Sydney and Gail walk out and um, they give, they give Samantha a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. The cat was like fighting for his life trying to get to Molly. <laughs> it was allergic to cats. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a struggle. He, he was dug in deep. My little meow meow. <laughs> for context, I tried to pull him away and he just clenched onto the couch and wouldn't let go. Um, Sydney and Gail walk out and they give uh, Samantha a gun and she shoots um, uh, Richie a bunch of times. 
And then out of the kitchen, like Amber half burnt runs out screaming and then they're all like shocked and then bang bang it's tara, tara she has a gun yeah. also <laughs> they gave tara a gun yeah go, go, go. and then they do a little wrap-up at the end say it like mimics the first yeah um mindy and chatter both alive because they invested in their characters and need to use them in the next one. Actually, them still being alive is what kind of tipped me off that a sixth movie was going to be coming. Because I was like, why else would they have if yeah. not to have their fucking characters? Because they just killed most of, like, uh, you yeah. know, all the rest of the kids. You got to keep your sequel people to kill. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first tip. But I was like holding out hope. I was like, please, if this is going to be your commentary, make this your commentary and move on. Don't do another one. Right. Here we are. And yeah. at that point, like, you're moving away from being, like, a subversive criticism into the thing you're supposed to be critiquing. Yeah. Yeah. You either yeah. die the villain or die a hero or live... live. You got it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't got to finish the thought. I feel like if I were to continue the Scream series, I would just, like, get weird with it and like go to like, space they yeah, make a yeah. horror movie ghost face in space they joke of, that's a fake stab movie that that happens ghost face going to hell you know just like i don't know get fun with it like there's no reason to stick with this kind of like serious real stuff anymore do what hellraiser did and then write a not scream movie and then just put ghost face <laughs> in, in it turns out ghost face is a demon an original demon from hell they should just start parroting different subgenres. Yes. and just make Ghostface the killer every single time. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch it. That'd be Ghostface. Funny yeah. But yeah, I mean, altogether, it's got its ups, it's got its downs, it's far from perfect. Right. I do think I like this more than the third one. Hmm. But it's a close call. Uh, So, should we go into segments? Yeah, let's sure. do that. Well, what, what would you do? What would you do? Well, I thought if I was a character, I was like, I'm Jack Quaid. I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, just plodding along, <laughs> watching horror movies, you know, at inopportune times, just kind of hanging out along for the ride. Yeah. You know, works at a bowling alley. <laughs> um, it just makes sense. And then like after the fact, I'm like, I'm not like, he's not like me at all. <laughs> I went from he just like me for real to no. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... There, there's no character in this film that you know yeah. I don't relate to in any way or share a name with or oh, um, <laughs> anything like that. Even though I'm a heterosexual woman, I relate to the gay one who <laughs> knows about horror movie tropes. Yeah, right. Mindy's great. Mindy's the best Mindy's character. The best. Mindy is the best character. I, like through and through, she's the best. Mm -hmm. She's I guess better. I'll relate to her. Like honestly, Samantha as a character sucks boring but <laughs> her name is samantha and jack quaid's her boyfriend she's got dad issues like it's all lining up here oh my God. <laughs> um so like i can relate to her but i like mindy more like i i'm way more like i'm mindy in this situation yeah. which means in either way i survive mm -hmm. and i heard ghostface say my name so <laughs> suck it must be i wonder how sydney our friend sydney i wonder if that's a big honor for her I doubt it because she's not as connected to these. I'm no. jealous that I'm, at least I get it now, <laughs> so you know, because yeah. Samantha is the new main character, I guess, even though she's really fucking boring. I kind of wish they'd switch it to Tara because I like Tina Ortega more anyways. Even Tara is boring. 
I don't know. But at least Tara's Jenna Ortega. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, I always relate to the Randy character. Yeah. But also, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably just be um, Dylan Minnette and die. <laughs> He he wasn't too I, bad for yeah guy who doesn't have a character and then dies well i i guess he's kind of I, the only things i know about his character are he has a crush on tara he's all about safety and he that's it yeah his mom's a cop <laughs> and his mom's a cop and he's a good little son he sets the table yeah <laughs> and he's also like horrifically burdened by the suicide of the girl that he was in love with he sent him a bunch right. of cassette tapes. Oh my god. <laughs> this poor guy, he just can't catch a break. Mm-mm. Um yeah, so, so villain Randy. ranking. Okay, villain ranking. Ghostface. Oh god. I uh no. Big moment. I don't want to do this. This might be the only time Ghostface doesn't crack top for me. I know, because like Alright, I can start. I got Ghostface at a cool number five. Um Number one, the one to beat is Patrick Bateman. I'm actually going to change something on my list, too. I'm going to put Adrian from Invisible Man as number two. All and right. Next, we have Gabriel from Malignant. I just swatched. I, I swipped. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need everybody to know. And this is true for most podcasts. I am stone cold sober <laughs> most of the time we record. I'm just stupid. I just watched. <laughs> I just am stupid and can't talk. Um... I sw- I I wasn't swipped them. I switched them, and then I have Frankenstein at four, and then uh, from the original Frankenstein movie, and then Ghostface at five. Because it's still Ghostface. He's still cool. I'm always gonna love Ghostface. Yeah. But this one, I'm like, okay. Yeah. No one's getting their ass kicked like Ghostface, you know. Internet you gotta, bad. You gotta appreciate it. Uh, mine is number seven on mine. Which is just below Victor Frankenstein from The Curse of Frankenstein. Nice. And Mahogany the Butcher, above Mahogany the Butcher from The Midnight Meat Train. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got it at number six, below The Strangers from The Strangers, and above the Pontifex Society entity from The Empty Man. Nice. Wow. Because, like, at the end of the day, I don't think they're, like, individually great, like, as, um, like killers but like as ghost face like i'm mm-hmm. always gonna appreciate mm-hmm. a good ghost face moment yeah right. and i have several in this ghost face moment <laughs> isn't a woman isn't a ghost face moment a woman moment yeah. uh, usually acting award for excellence in acting well, it's not going to samantha we have um acting award that we give out so you there's three levels right there's the jared padalecki acting act- there's the Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting. There's the Mishioker, uh Yeah, it's kind of mid. So the Jared is for a good movie, a good actor in a good movie. The Mishioker is for a good actor in a mediocre movie. And then the Jensen Accolade for You Tried Your Best in a Shitty Movie. That's you want to recognize a, a good a good performance um, in a movie that's pretty bad. 
I'm conflicted because like I personally think that my rating is higher than what I would call the average mediocre movie. But I think this is a mediocre movie a little bit. But no, I'm going to give it a Jared, but it's like a low end Jared for me. I think I have too hard of a time letting go of the fact that it's Scream. You know what I mean? I can't I can't come around to it. I'm aware and I'm accepting the fact that like it's not that. But I think I'm going to give it a Jared and I'm going to give it to Jenna Ortega. Oh, nice. She's so amazing like i just think that she's like our next big superstar in film like i just love her i think she like got she's got pipes jenna ortega hive rise i am jenna ortega hive through and through she's gonna be like it she's the it girl i'm gonna give mine to jack quaid that's valid jack quaid next Uh, he does a good job doing that flip for me where he's like boy next door to um evil psycho killer psycho killer um yeah, I just I enjoyed his performance. There's a scene with him and the boys with that song. I, just I gotta that. watch this show. Yeah. Clearly, oh no, Jenna Ortega, she absolutely bodied too. She kills everyone else. Was kind of just like the same. Yeah, no one I'm, else really stood out. I'm gonna give it to Mindy. I don't know the actor's name. Oh, Jasmine yeah. Savoy Brown. She's also in Yellow Jackets. She's good yeah, in that too. She's good. Yeah, I don't know. I liked her. She was a good character. I agree. <clears throat> I think she plays the film nerd in a way that doesn't make you want to kill them. And that's yeah. positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. We're the worst people in the world. She's pretty bad. the cool film nerd. <laughs> I also think we should give a special shout out to David Arquette for making Dewey just look so <laughs> depressed. He looks so down. It that poor guy. Tough. You felt bad for him it the was, second you see him. <laughs> That's a downtrodden man. <laughs> Life has not been kind to Dewey, and he does a good job playing that. So, what should we rate it out of? Um, uh, not a lot of props here. Inhalers. Inhale. Yep. Inhalers. Yep. It was a yeah. joke throughout the whole thing. That's gotta be it. Who wants to go first? I can go. Go. Uh, I'm giving it a seven. I think I didn't like. I think I didn't really like a lot of it, but I like the idea of it a lot. Yeah. And I like a few of the like themes. Like I mentioned, the thing about like her, the sins of her father coming back towards her and like the way it reflects on the original series i like that i wish it had been done in a much better way Mm -hmm. um and then like yeah i like uh i also like um they kind of do each have like a parallel in the original because like chad and um chad and wes are kind of billy and stew um tara is kind of sydney um and uh mindy is randy and then the girlfriend is rose mcgowan's character and then the only one who doesn't is amber and she's the killer yeah so i think i don't know i thought i like kind of like that but um yeah i don't know it's overall kind of mid but you know there's things that i like and i like it as a meta kind of i appreciate that it's bad because it's a fan fiction version of the stuff that i like yeah you basically described how i feel about it like i i know of its flaws but like i don't know i i 
I know I'm impartial. I, I can just be very forgiving to it because I'm like, from a scream lens, I can find a way to appreciate decisions made. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's there are some flaws. I think I'm gonna stick to um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it an eight eight out of ten. I know that there are way better movies that are eight out of ten, but just for <laughs> me personally, it's an eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a six. Valid. Um, not my favorite. I gotta say. Yeah. I, if I could rank all of them, it's one, two, four, five, three. I'm one, four, two, five, three. That's exactly what I just said. You said one, two, four, five, three. Yes. What did you say? <laughs> one, four, two, five, three. You like four. people don't like four, and I don't get that. I think four is perfect. Four is fun. I like four. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't rank them, but this is my lowest. It's just like. Okay, okay. And but overall it's a good movie. And I, at a certain point when I was getting a little critical, I had a I had a thought. I'm like, I think of it as like just like watch it as a movie, just like watch it as a horror movie where you're not trying to contextual it in the con- t- context contextualize it in the context of Scream. Yeah. And I was like, no. That's its whole thing is it right. contextualizing itself within the context of Scream. I must be critical. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, it wants you to be um that's the point of scream my judgment is swift and harsh <laughs> i saw somebody somebody online said at the end of the day the worst scream movie is still better than most other movies and i st- personally i agree like i am never gonna get tired of a scream movie even even three i will turn on at any point i love them yeah like they kind of all pool together like they all have their ups they all have their downs at the end of the day they're all scream movies and they're all super fun and like right. fun to talk about so like i i you know it's yeah. a win. I don't. I have low, low expectations for the sixth one that they've right. announced. Though I do not see it working. Yeah, I like wanted this one to work, which is why I think I, it's gonna work. I had some reservations, but this next one, I just don't see it. Uh, like, where do you even go? Like, where? Like, that's what I like. I'm like, where do you go with this? You have to start over, which could be why what's happening. But I don't know. It's weird. Just like um. let go of Scream. Do your do a new fucking thing. Like, move on. Mm-hmm. Because they don't, we're going to be getting that Halloween movie that's going to have COVID in it. Oh my god! No, not Halloween that is ends. not a joke. They announced that. Oh my god! Danny McBride, I've trusted you with so much. Why are you doing this to me? So, wait, are you kidding me? Danny McBride writes those. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this actually. Yeah, and Jody Hill and David Gordon Green is the director of them, and they're all like best friends. And yeah, they're geniuses when they're doing funny stuff. Yeah. Um. So this was not. Um, I saw Kevin Williamson was in the writing credits, um, but it's just based, based on, characters on characters. I think Kevin Williamson's a uh, producer. He, he produced yeah. it. Yeah, but like I don't know, it just doesn't feel even the even the fake one, the non Kevin Williamson one. Yeah, from Scream Three felt more because Wes Craven directed it. True, and at the end of the day, like yeah, Kevin is like so important to the story and stuff. But half of what makes Scream Scream is because of Wes Craven. Yeah. There's a movie called Scream Legacy that's a fan film. Oh, God. Set 22 years after Scream 3. That sounds bad. I found this because I was on Kevin Williamson's IMDb and he's credited as based on characters by for the Scream Legacy fan film. There are multiple Scream fan films Not on surprised. his IMDb. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. I wonder where they got ideas for this movie. Um, <laughs> um, but they're all from 2022. That's weird. Maybe there was like a contest. There's a short 
called Ghostface from 2021. Weird. Anyway, uh, recommendations. recommendations. I only have I have two main ones. Um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which yeah. is yes, that's good. Yeah, very meta and about how you know the re- the relationship between the creator and like what they're creating and the fans and stuff. That's what that's about, and it's yeah. really good and fun. And you don't really you basically only need to see the first one to understand it. The the first Nightmare on Elm Street to understand any of the references in New Nightmare. It's the second nightmare on elm street movie i saw yeah and it still it still is it it still is the only two i've seen or that one in the original Mm -hmm. um and then matrix resurrections i was gonna say that i figured you were because i I wanted to be you (laughs) (laughs) um literally same themes uh not really exactly the same but it's the same thing where the creator of it is was told basically like this is going to get produced with or without you do you want to do your take on it and luckily the person who should have done it made it yeah. and we got a very good film out of it and a very personal film out of it and so like i think that if wes craven was alive and this was happening and wes took it it would be a greater film because we, we would have that same like dynamic but the fact that this is people writing fan fiction of wes is to honor him it mm-hmm. feels so less like personal and deep right. as, as in comparison to matrix resurrections even though it's basically kind of a lot of the same like meta context like the movie is extremely meta yeah um so like it's just an example of what can work better even though it's kind of the same setup um and then we saw wes's already we already know what wes's would look like right uh the only other one that i had was fight club 2 the comic oh yeah because that also it's it's very weird and i i know it's it's not like it's it's something that's gonna be polarizing for a lot of people but like in the comic book fight club 2 chuck polnick the writer is a character and there's a lot of weird meta stuff about kind of how fight club and the the fan reaction to fight club has affected just the product of fight club itself just the concept of fight club and it's very meta and i i really like it um and i think like they kind of ruined it by continuing and doing fight club 3 where it turns into like an actual storyline a continuing series whereas fight club 2 felt like um chuck polnick's statement on this is how I feel about this thing that a lot of people know from that I created. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I, I really like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very like, I know it's like something that not a lot of people would like. Molly, do you have any recommendations? I got one and it's so goofy, but tragedy girls, which is a horror movie. I really love, um, also featuring Jack Quaid. Oh, I don't remember anything about I that. I don't remember that movie either, but I, yeah, he's he is in it. In it yeah. And he's a Dario Argento fan in that movie. <laughs> and it nice. like really works for me. So yeah, I'll recommend that. And it's like a it's like kind of a subversion of you know what? 
that's a woman moment movie. It is. Tragic Girls is a woman movie. Could we maybe watch it? We could talk about it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I made Quinn watch this with me and he like wasn't vibing with it. Yeah, I, I also didn't I'm not really obsessed like it, with it. But, but I would definitely want to rewatch I would watch it. it I like that movie a lot. I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember being like, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, woman moment. Um, So I'll recommend that. I guess all the other Scream movies. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, I just thought about Cabin in the Woods. Mm. Um, Just another meta horror movie about horror movies. Um, That's a good one that breaks them down and, you know, talks about what's expected of them and stuff like that. Also recommend The Boys. Oh, The Boys, because Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. And also that is kind of talking about, like, kind of a superhero. The Boys is so meta. A satirical superhero thing, but also, like, meta talking about the way corporations control media. Which in itself is so funny because fucking Amazon produces The Boys. Yeah. Um, But it's such a good show. And Jack Quaid is really good. Everyone in that show is really good. Yeah. I love that show. It's so good. But I is very it? upsetting. Anything else? Um, no, I got. I think I'm good. I'm well, all set. You can follow me at not a credit card and everything. You can find me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference on everything. You can find me on Letterbox at Midsummer Queen. I did find. I finally setter, settled on the new Twitter at, but I'm private, so don't follow me. <laughs> I just want to share it because I think it's funny. Yeah. It's Nuvo Bish. <laughs> nice. like b-i-c-h-e like nouveau bitch bish. except nice. the bitch is spelled like mm-hmm. bish yeah yeah, yeah. Bish. um i think it's funny i think i'll probably keep that i'll knock around with that one for a little bit um you can follow the show at tipsy terror on twitter yeah can i have one more plug oh yeah go um, ahead follow obstacle corpse on twitter instagram and facebook it's the movie i worked on um check it out yeah exciting um yeah maybe we should do that on this podcast it'll be fun i, I want to see if they'll pop on oh i i'm talking to we can can we cut this part yeah i'll, um, I'll cut this i'm out. supposed to see hope next week i'll ask her maybe they want to come on feel free <laughs> um and, and you know, can i worry that we will not vibe with them they're <laughs> cool they're really cool i know i just like stress i don't know they don't scare know. me <laughs> uh, uh, you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rep, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub. Dot pub. Uh, that's it. Bye. We were so insane. Bye. On that we one. were. That Bye. was good.